G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. As you walked around the dusty highways and byways of first century Israel, Jesus performed rather a lot of miracles. By far, the majority of those were healings. But have you ever stopped to wonder, why did he do that? What was the point of all those miracles? What's he trying to tell us through them here and now, 2,000 years on? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be with you again. Today we're going to take a look at God's kindness from a different perspective. And do stick with me, because at the end of today's message, I'll be telling you about our latest life application booklet. It's called God's Kindness Towards You, and I'd love to send you a free copy to help you actually experience the grace and mercy of God firsthand so that you can become all that He made you to be. Hey, last week on the program, we kicked off a discussion about the fact that Jesus, Jesus wants to have a relationship with you and me. The series of messages is called There's a Knock at the Door. And of course, they're all available online if you've missed any of them at ChristianityWorks.com. Now, the whole point, the, the crux of what we're hearing Jesus saying to us in all this is that because we live here in a physical world with all its distractions, our hearts can grow lukewarm towards him. And that's the one thing he doesn't want. What he wants is a close, intimate, powerful relationship with us. Let's have another listen to this powerful word from Revelation chapter 3, beginning at verse 15. Jesus says, look, I know your works. You're neither hot nor cold. I wish you were either hot or cold. So because you're lukewarm and neither hot or cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. For you say, I'm rich, I've prospered, I don't need anything. You don't realize that you're wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. Therefore, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich, and white robes to clothe you and keep the shame of your nakedness from being seen, and salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. I reprove and discipline those whom I love, so be earnest and repent. Listen, I'm standing at the door knocking. If you hear my voice, open the door. I'll come in to you and eat with you and you with me. You see, the the whole point here of what Jesus is saying is he doesn't want to have a religious thing happening with us. He wants to have a relationship happening with us. And our part in that is this earnest repenting thing that Jesus talks about. We're about to unpack that some more because, in a sense, that's our small part in this relational transaction. I was reading something interesting the other day, something else Jesus said when he was walking the dusty roads of first century Israel. He actually explained the purpose, or one of the key purposes, of all his miracles. Now, of course, those miracles of healing brought amazing blessing and relief to the one or two people who were involved each time. Sometimes it was a lot more than one or two people. If you were blind and he gave you back your sight, can you just imagine? I mean, if you were an ostracised, outcast leper, and he healed you of your leprosy, can you imagine what it would have been like to be able to go and live with your family and friends again? So there was immediate blessing in those miracles to those who were healed. But those miracles were meant to speak something into the wider community as well. They were meant to elicit something from the wider community. So let's have a listen to what Jesus said about this very thing. We're reading from Matthew chapter 11, beginning at verse 20. 
So Jesus began to reproach the cities in which most of his deeds of power had been done, because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the deeds of power done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, on the day of judgment, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? No, you'll be brought down to Hades. For if the deeds of power done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I tell you, on the day of judgment, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom than for you. At the same time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent, and you've revealed them to the infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. Now, Jesus is having a real go at some pretty big cities here. So what's he on about? Well, he's saying, look, you've seen with your own eyes the miracles I did in your midst, and still you wandered off on your merry way, ignoring my Father who sent me. You look back on the cities of Sodom and Tyre and Sidon, cities you know perished because they're evil and scorn them, But if they'd seen the miracles that you've seen, if they'd seen the blessing of God poured out on them the way it's been poured out on you, they'd have repented way before you. You you think you're so clever. You think you're in an advanced community with all your commerce and your wealth and your entertainment, all the stuff that's going on. But the blessing of God came close to you and you still haven't repented. You still haven't had an earnest change of mind. You still haven't turned your lives back to God. Well, there's a reason for that, because somehow in his wisdom, God reveals himself to those who prepare to humble themselves and admit they're wrong. But from the proud, those who think they have all the answers, those who look down their noses from their positions of wealth and power, from the proud, he hides himself. He makes himself available to those who are like little children, not to the wise and to the prudent. And as we've seen, repentance isn't some old-fashioned 1950s religious concept. Repentance means to have a change of heart and a change of mind, to be honest enough to admit that what we've done is wrong, to turn away from the wrong and back to God and start living a life that's pleasing to him. In fact, this whole idea of repentance was right at the heart of Jesus' message. It's actually what he came to tell us from the very beginning of his public ministry. We're told, Jesus began to proclaim, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Why? Is it because he's wanting to wreak havoc on us? Is it, is it because God is some despotic God who just wants to punish us or, or bind us up in a whole bunch of rules? No. Whom did God send? Jesus. What was Jesus doing? He was showing kindness and love and mercy and power by healing people. Think about it. He did a few other miracles, water into wine, feeding the 5,000 with a few fish and loaves, walking on water, stilling the storm. But by far the greatest number of his miracles were healing people and casting out demons. He came to bless and to save, not to punish and condemn. But there was and remains a point to all this blessing. The point is that it should bring us to our senses. The point is that we should take notice of God, this God who loves us and who wants to bless us and wake up to ourselves, admit our wrongs, turn away from those wrongs and turn back to him. That's why he criticises those cities, because they saw the deeds of power, they just didn't turn back to him. The Apostle Paul gives us a really neat, powerful executive summary of what Jesus was saying to those unrepentant cities. Romans chapter 2, verse 4. He says, look, do you despise the riches of God's kindness and forbearance and patience? Don't you realize that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? 
Now, we, by and large, we want God's kindness. We, we, by and large, want God's blessing. We, by and large, want God to show up when we're stuck in a mess and we need to be pulled out. But more often than not, the last thing we want to do is to repent, to run away from the things that we know are wrong, to give our lives over, our whole lives, every part of our lives, our hopes, our dreams, our gifts, our abilities, our time, our, our resources, our finances, our thoughts, our sexuality, our everything, our all in all over to Jesus. But unless we do that, how else do we expect a rich, powerful relationship to happen with God through Jesus? How do we expect to live in the blessing of God? The whole point, the whole point of God's kindness towards us is to get us to have a change of mind, a change of heart, a change of life, and bring our lives back to him. Does Jesus come with us and try and beat us over the head with a stick? No, he comes to us with kindness and blessing and miracles and healing and forbearance because as A.W. Tozer once wrote, God doesn't just have mercy, God is mercy. God doesn't just have love, God is love. But he also warns us that one day there's a stick coming, one day it'll be too late, one day judgment will fall. But for the time being, Jesus stands at the door and he knocks. all the bad stuff that seems to happen to us in life, sometimes remembering God's kindness, let alone living in the security of his real practical life for us, well, it's not always easy, is it? That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called God's Kindness Towards You, and it's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you actually experience the grace and mercy of God firsthand so that you can become all that he made you to be. And at the end of each chapter, you'll find a series of life application questions to help you think through and apply God's word right into the realities of your life. To request your free copy, visit ChristianityWorks.com and you'll see that free offer right there towards the top of the homepage. Click on the offer, pop in your name and email, and that e-booklet will be winging its way to your inbox in just seconds. That web address again is ChristianityWorks.com. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.